Federal News Network's Open Season Hotline, presented by GEHA. Today's question, I'm a part-time federal employee. Will the government pay the same amount for my FEHB plan premium? According to the Consumer's Checkbook Guide, most agencies do not pay the regular share of the FEHB plan premiums for part-time workers. Part-timers receive a prorated amount according to their work schedules. For example, an employee working 40 hours per biweekly pay period receives only half of the regular government contribution. Postal Service and FDIC are among the few agencies that do cover the full share for part-time employees. Check out our Open Season Hotline presented by GEHA. Head over to federalnewsnetwork.com and search Open Season Hotline. Send us your questions. We'll read the answers daily at 6 past the hour here on the Federal Drive. The threat of a government shutdown is two weeks away, but the government, employee unions, and now the courts are still debating the last one. A federal district judge is considering whether he'll drop a series of legal challenges from the National Treasury Employees Union about employees who worked during the 35-day shutdown. The government says NTEU's case is moot because the union would have to prove the exact same circumstances of that shutdown could happen again. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now to sort this all out. Nicole, tell us the latest in this case. So first, Tom, to just go over what exactly this case is all about. If you remember, NTEU filed this lawsuit. They were initially seeking immediate injunctive relief from the impacts of the shutdown, namely their employees not being paid. Uh, The judge dismissed that at the time, saying, look, I can't sort this all out. That's up to the White House and Congress to stop the shutdown. It's not up to me. But NTEU's argument really goes to the core of what the Anti-Deficiency Act is, which says you can't spend money that you don't have. It also took issue with OMB's guidance that instructs who's considered an accepted employee or essential, who's considered considered non-essential, whether they should come to work, whether they shouldn't, and, of course, that they wouldn't be paid during this time. And then specifically, the third thing that NTEU is really looking at here is something that the IRS did about halfway through the last government shutdown, which was it recalled around 40,000 employees, telling them to come back to work. They had determined that processing tax returns during this upcoming filing season really merited them to, sure. to return. So that those are the issues here. And this is the, the case that the federal district court or the U.S. Uh, District Court for the District of Columbia is considering the government wants to toss the case, and TEU obviously wants to keep it going. Yeah, what's the government's argument here in wanting to have the case dismissed? So this is really interesting, I think. So the government says, look, the earlier shutdown is over. So one, that's one reason to dismiss this case. But two, the government argues that in order for the court to consider this case, it has to show that it's capable of repetition. And for the government, they take that to mean that they have to, the union has to demonstrate that another government shutdown will happen that's nearly identical to the earlier shutdown we experienced at the end of 2018 and early 2019. Specifically, the government says the same individual federal employees have to be impacted, the same agencies have to be impacted, The agencies have to respond to the government shutdown in exactly the same way. The shutdown has to occur at the exact time of year that the last shutdown occurred. So over the holiday season, end of the year, that kind of thing, or (laughs) during tax filing season for the IRS. And 
that NTEU has to show that all of this could reasonably happen in the future. The government argues that is preposterous, essentially, that one could reasonably prove that that situation could occur in the future. They also say that it's really not up to the court to resolve what they described as political squabbles. And that's what they said this really is, is a political disagreement. NTEU, though, I think has a different response, and they just frankly disagree with the premise of the government's argument. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Yeah, that argument of the government sounds like you can build two sandcastles and they'll both have exact number of grains of sand in them, and you go count them and prove it to us. All right, so the NTEU's counterargument. So NTEU says, look, all we need to do is show that the same legal injuries will impact our members the last time and in the future. It doesn't matter if, you know, the exact same federal employee is working at the IRS in the exact same job and would have the exact same impact to their pay and work, et cetera. They say we just need to show that our members are going to be impacted. And you know what? They say they probably will be. And they say the union that is says it's looking pretty likely that we might have another government shutdown. We they say. We are right where we were a year ago. That was from uh, Paris Shah. He's the lead attorney on the NTEU case. And honestly, I mean, I think they have a point here. If the government does shut down on December 20th, that's the new deadline, it would again fall over the holiday season, again near the end of a calendar year, and again ahead of the upcoming tax filing season. Plus, NTEU points to a new shutdown contingency plan that the IRS updated actually in September that said they'd require 47,009 employees to come work during a future lapse in appropriations if it falls during a tax filing season. The same situation. NTEU also pointed to a review from the Government Accountability Office recently that said, yeah, actually, the IRS violated the Anti-Deficiency Act by bringing these employees back. Of all agencies. <laughs> right. And then they point to an OMB memo in early November that told agencies, just ignore the opinions of the legislative branch when it comes to the Anti-Deficiency Act and potential violations. So for NTEU, all of this says, look, if we ignore the GAO reviews, if we ignore what we think are potential violations of the Anti-Deficiency Act, any agency can do whatever they want in the future. One final piece to this, I think, that's important, Tom, is the judge during the last government shutdown said, this is not the time to rule on this during a government shutdown. So the alternative is you have to decide on you have to decide about this case, not during a government shutdown, which is now. And so the lawyers say, look, this isn't a political dispute. All we're asking the court to do is that for the people who are impacted by these shutdowns, there needs to be rules. These are the rules, and you cannot require people to work without pay. So is the judge going to issue a ruling before December 20th? Doesn't sound like it. It does not sound like it. He said you'd be lucky if you got an opinion from me in January. So I think this will drag on a little bit longer. Again, just to reiterate, this is actually a case to a motion to dismiss the NTEU case. So if the judge says, yes, I think we should dismiss, this case is over. If he says, no, I don't think we should dismiss, then he will hear the constitutional legal the case itself. The case itself, essentially. Sure. And while we have you very briefly, there's still discussion of the 2013 shutdown. And the two sides, the government and union, have identified the 21,000-plus employees entitled to liquidated damages, but they can't quite get them yet, can they? 
They can't quite get those damages. They're still determining exactly how much they'll be. It sounds like they're getting closer. The parties involved in this particular case put out a status update once a month. And the last one they put out just last week was that 21,781 people were eligible for damages. Interestingly enough, around 3,000 people are not eligible because they're either not employees or because they filed a duplicate claim or for some other reason. So that is going to continue to hash itself out. Maybe we'll see some progress there, maybe next year. And this after seven years already. Yes, six to seven years at this point that this case has been ongoing. Wow. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out her stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash bestmusic to get Live One Plus now. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.